Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is... Hey guys, what's going on? It is Jason. You guys don't even know how close you came to missing out on this week's episode. It was... Things got a little crazy there. Yeah, there were posts, and then the post got deleted, so you you may not even know. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're, like, super secretly watching all of our posts. We almost had to cancel for multiple reasons. Um, we got our second dose of the COVID vaccine and dude, so sick, like 102 fever. I could not stop my teeth from chattering last night. Um, I had a fever today, I had a headache. It's now, I think, pretty much worn off. My stomach's still a little upset, but um, whew, it was a close call there. It was, it was touch and go. Yeah, it's it's crazy how we're taking this shot to not get COVID and the shot makes us sick. <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Give me a break. I had some like crazy fever dreams, though, which <laughs> in addition to my normal dreams, which are also crazy, they're even crazier when I'm all feverish. Yeah, I, I can see that. And then we had some technical difficulties and my computer wasn't even working. I tell you what, I don't understand what it is with... I don't know if it's HP updates or Microsoft updates or Windows updates, but I feel like they always screw up my computer more than how my computer originally was. It's it's Microsoft. Microsoft is the devil. Shh, they'll hear you. I hope they hear me. <laughs> no, then my computer stopped working. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Again. All right, I take it back. I take it back, Bill. I take it back. <laughs> He, well, I mean, he's going through a divorce right now. He's probably, his attention is probably divided. That's true. Yeah, I think we'll be all right this time. Just wait. He'll bounce back. Um. So without further ado, let's go to news because I have some good stuff. I want to talk about more, but we kind of started a little bit late because of our technical difficulties. So the first one I want to talk about is a game that was on, I think this might have been my most anticipated game for this year. I don't know what episode we discussed then in, but I'm pretty sure we had one, right? Yeah, we did. We did. It was early on. I don't know, 100 and something. <laughs> right. Um, but this game was my most anticipated game, and it's called My Father's Work. It's out there on Kickstarter. Um, it's from Renegade Games. This looks so cool. It's got that gothic horror theme, which I really am fond of. Two to four players. It's kind of a beefy game, 180 minutes. There's so much going on. It looks like even from when I first was looking at um, the information they had out on it last year, when I was thinking about what games I was anticipating this year, they've kind of changed some things. And um, so you're like this mad scientist and your father was also a mad scientist and you have a page from his journal. And so you want to complete his work. And that's the cool thing is that um, it's almost, well, I guess I can't quite tell from this particular version. Um, but when I was studying it before, so you're like passing on knowledge to future generations. So the rounds that are played, it's like, that's your generation. And you're trying to do as much work as you can. And you're only passing on, you know, you've got to try and pass on the knowledge that you have in order to complete these works to whatever's coming next, because the only thing you have in the next round is what you've passed on. Um, so it's like three generations. And they've got these scenarios that have like huge replayability, all kinds of stuff. Like you get tons of stuff in the base game. Oh my gosh. So three scenarios, 
I don't know if that, I feel like that's like an extra thing on top of the regular gameplay. I'm honestly not sure. Um, there are like all, like really nice components like recess boards, uh, just a ton of cool stuff. The scenarios sound cool. Um, man, it, it just seems like a neat game worker placement kind of also like you're resolving your own secret goals, you know, using resource management, a lot of really great mechanics in here. Um, going through the town, there is a storyline. It's app based. So the app helps you move through it. Um, gosh, I just think there's so many cool things about this game that, oh my gosh, I want to back it so bad. So if you love gothic horror, if you like the idea of a really interesting worker placement, resource management, the idea of this, like almost like you're playing your own legacy game and leaving things to yourself, um, check out my father's work. There's six days left on the Kickstarter um, when this episode airs. The bad thing is it's $99 is the base pledge. Now, to be fair, you get a crap ton of stuff for $99. Um, I mean... It is the copy of the game, all the unlocked stretch goals, I, which is a ton of stuff, which I believe includes um, like the game trays insert, like all these really great components, these double layered boards, some double sided boards, the map of the village, like there is a ton of stuff in it, but you do got to pony up 99 bucks up front, but it looks awesome. Oh yeah. If this game wasn't $99... It would be something that I may back, but man, $99 plus shipping, whew, that's rough. I know, but it looks like it's it's definitely going to be worth it. Ah. I mean, we do have Abomination, so that kind of gives you that same kind of... No, it's not at all the same. There's a monster, there's a scientist. Come on. It's it's close. No. I get it, it's not the same at all, but I'm telling myself that because I don't want to spend $100. Oh, man. It'd be a really great Mother's Day present if you backed it. <laughs> You'll get it three years from now. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's when we'll be able to pay for it, too. <laughs> True. But anyway, it looks awesome. Um, so check that out. My father's work. Six days, $99. The next one, a much lighter theme. And while I am, you know, really love gothic horror, I also love this game as well. And that is Canvas. So they have a new expansion for Canvas called Reflections. And so many neat, the stuff you love about Canvas, where you're building your paintings, doing some symbol matching to complete goals, um, you have that and more in the expansion. So you're layering the cards, they've got dual sides now, so that you can kind of get a really totally unique experience. Um, the other thing is, I just love the little details. The new box fits right in with the picture on the old box. You can hang them both up to be beautiful. Um, but it just looks like it's more of what you love. Not only that, um, so there's a new game board. There's these reversible cards. There's some new scoring type cards. So just more of what you really love. Um, but also it's the reprinting the original game as well. So if you already have Canvas and you love it, there's four days left on that Kickstarter. 25 bucks to get the expansion. If you've seen Canvas and you're like, man, I want it and the expansion, that is 60 bucks for both. So not a bad deal. I mean, I guess. 
I think it's a good deal. I don't I don't necessarily know if there's sixty dollars worth of game in that box, but it's fun and you know, if if you like simple games kind of in the Century Spice Road vein that have really nice art and production, you know, it, it's up there. It's probably a good one for you to get. Yeah, I think that's just our personal preference. Um, I have played Canvas. It was nice. Um, I got distracted by the pretty cards, and so I did not win um, because all I cared about was making nice thematic artwork, um, and I didn't care about the symbols. So I don't know that I would back this game, but it is lovely. It is something that you can easily use to get people into playing games because of the the ease of it, the beauty of it, the kind of uh, gimmick. I don't want to say gimmicky, but a little bit of that those clear layering cards. So that that's one hundred percent a gimmick. One hundred percent. All right, I'll let you say it. So that's Canvas Reflections expansion and reprint. Four days left. The expansion is twenty five dollars. You get both for sixty. And the last one is a game that I don't know a ton about, but it's super intriguing to me. And this game is called Hidden Leaders. Um, It's by BFF Games. There are seven days left on this Kickstarter. I'm trying to think of how many this plays. One to six? Two to six. Two to six. Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be hard to have a hidden a hidden role game with one player. Yeah, so it's a hidden role <laughs> game. And when I was looking, the artwork is really cool on this. Um, the sort of theme is that you are one of six children of this dead emperor who's going to rise and try to follow the footsteps of your father and claim the throne. Um, and meanwhile, you've got to deal with these different factions of people um, fighting and... It actually, the gameplay itself reminds me a lot of Dogs of War. So you have your your hidden leader. So that shows you what faction you are going for. And then you've got these little skirmishes and it works like a tug of war. You're moving these pieces back and forth based on cards that you're playing on these little kind of fighting tracks. And wherever the marker is at the end of the round... You know, whichever faction is farthest, that's the one that wins. So it is very, it reminds me a lot um, of Dogs of War. It's got that tug of war thing. You're trying to see, okay, what are people doing? Who are they moving? So there's a little take that. Um, You know, you've got your hand management to say what cards am I going to play when and your own kind of hidden objectives. So it seems cool. Um, It's quick kind of easy mechanic um really neat art so that is hidden leaders there's seven days left on that kickstarter and it's only 25 bucks yeah that that sounds exactly like dogs of war this is just a card game right no like minis or anything yeah no minis um there's like these little tokens that you move back and forth but that's it it's just cards that you play to make them move Hmm. i'm actually intrigued by this one a little bit i like the art and it's like super funded i was just pulling it up when you were talking about Mm -hmm. it nice yeah yeah it is super funded and yeah it's got fun little art and stuff it's cool so that's Hidden Leaders. And that's all my news. We played some games last week, um, and we're going to talk about those right now. So the first game we're going to talk about is a deduction, or not induction, sorry. No. Deck building negotiation game, which is kind of weird, <laughs> but it's called Moonrakers. So this is also a space game, which we talked about last week, so we're not going to bore you with that again. Um, so what you're doing in this is you are you're trying to be the first player to get to 10 prestige points. And the way you're doing that is by using these cards in your hand, normal deck builder style, to complete contracts. The trick with this one is a lot of the contracts you can't, you can't complete by yourself because you don't have the cards. 
So you have to get other players to go in on the contract with you, and you're negotiating the rewards on the cards. The different rewards are prestige points, coins, and you might get a random card off the top of the part deck or the crew deck. So you're trying to sort out, you know, and you're also going to roll some dice for damage. So you're trying to sort out who's going to get what, and you're trying to figure out if they can help you complete this mission. They can go along with you and then decide not to help you if they want to. I don't know why you would, but you can. Um, so it's normal deck builder, but it's got that little bit of negotiation. I, it's set, people said it's like Cosmic Encounter. I've never played that, but it has that kind of, you know, I, I say I can help you, but I may not kind of ordeal. Uh, the art is really nice. The board looks really good. The graphic design is nice. That's metal coins. I like the production a lot, and the gameplay is okay. So what did you think about Moonraker's? Well, um, I, I thought it was interesting. I think there's some really good parts about it. Um, I, I like the basic concept. However, I felt like it was a little fiddly. Um, it took way too long because I, I feel like some of the cards weren't clear. And the negotiation piece um, kind of takes a while. I just... I honestly wish they would redo kind of the mechanics and say, okay, um, let's make the cards, make it easier for you to get better cards um, or more cards or more actions to play them so that you could then go in by yourself on more missions if you built your deck right and then forget the kind of overly complex um, assisting kind of thing about it. The other stuff I liked about it, um, you know, upgrading your ship to get these like lasting powers um, other little like small goals that you can com- complete for points. But aside from that, um, it just was a, a little, a little fiddly. Yeah. Th- I, like I like the deck building part of it, but there wasn't, the deck building is kind of interesting cause you can't really buy the generic cards. So there's like a, these generic cards that are thrusters, damage, um, reactor and shields. You can't buy those cards outright. The only way to get those is by buying ship parts which are kind of like asymmetric player powers to make you different from everybody else. So you're buying crew cards to put into your deck, but you also need some of those other cards to complete the mission, so you're trying to buy ship parts. So the way they do the deck building is interesting. But yeah, I agree. I would play this probably not to 10 ever again because that's way too long. And yeah, they need to do something about the negotiation because I don't love that part. But if it was just a cool deck builder in space, I think I could dig it. But the negotiation, eh, not really my jam. Yeah. All right, so the next game we played is also a deck builder with no negotiation, and it has a really weird theme. It's like Alice in Wonderland meets Wizard of Oz, kind of, and it's called Lucky's Misadventures. So this is a a really bizarre themed game where you're, I think you're this dog, and you're trying to get back home. I don't know the theme. No, no, your dog wandered off into basically what amounts to Wonderland. And you're chasing after. Uh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Basically what that boils down to is you're playing three cards in your hand, face down, and everybody's going to reveal at the same time. The cards are going to have a coin value to let you buy other cards. They're going to have a tinker value, which whoever plays the most value of that, the most tinker, will get a free card from the parts row. And there's also going to be, what is that, evil magic, evil? There's an evil value, I think. It's like No, a ma- it's not evil. It's um, mate. Maven? No. Um, that's that's the row you acquire the card from. Yeah, it's... Uh... E- either way, it's like a red witch hat is the icon. <laughs> and uh, whoever has the most icon... Sorcery, most, maybe? Maybe. Whoever has the most value of that will get a free card from the Maven row. So you're trying to, you know, use your money, play higher tinker and higher red hat than everybody else so you can get the most cards. The game ends after either a certain amount of rounds, which I think is like 
21 or something, 14 or 21, I can't remember. Or if someone meets another one of the win conditions where you can build a different machine, a certain kind of machine, or have a couple cards in your hand at a certain point. Those are going to be a lot harder. It's probably going to end at the end of the, the certain amount of rounds. But yeah, this is a really cool deck builder. It's weird. It has a weird theme, but I kind of liked it because it was different. And yeah, it, and it was fun. So what did you think about this one? Yeah, I liked it. It reminded me a lot of Dark Tales, which is another game that's like kind of fairy tale, whimsically themed, where you're um, trying to complete these different goals. And in some ways, it also reminded me a little bit of, um, oh, come on, brain, a Flux. Except the goals aren't changing, but there are several different goals. You're trying to get the right card combinations in your hands to obtain it. But I, I did really like it. I, it. It made me want to play more and longer. Um, I think I, I really wish there were like some other cards to it that would that were like more useful or even more powerful. I didn't like the mean aspect where you could kind of attack other people's stuff. Um, but I thought it was a really interesting game. Like, I don't know that I would play it all the time, but it was different and it, it was really intriguing. And I like that kind of Alice in Wonderland meets um, like Wizard of Oz kind of combo. I thought that was cool. Yeah, the theme was definitely uh, bizarre. That's for sure. But the art, I like the art, too. It was kind of cool. All right, so the last game we're going to talk about is a game that we backed on Kickstarter because we do that sometimes, uh, very rarely, but sometimes. And this is from Genius Games, and it's called Genotype. So this is a game about, what's his name, Gregor Mendel? Is that his name? Yes. And his study of the Punnett squares and pea plants and all that. He didn't that study the Punnett square. He like came up with whatever genetics. Okay? He had a Punnett square. He had a spade. He gardened. There Stop. are pea plants. <laughs> Gregor Mendel was a monk who started to understand who's basically the father of genetics because he grew pea plants and like cross bred them to bring out different traits and qualities in them and helped to develop um, the basis of what came to be the Punnett Square, which someone else put together. Um, but that idea of um, dominant and recessive genes and how to mix them and what comes out came from Gregor Mendel. That's what I said. I mm-hmm. said that. Okay. Uh, so genotype is a worker placement game where you're using these little shovel, like spade workers that you have to get money, get different kinds of pea plants, um, adjust the Punnett square. So you have more options of these dice rolling the traits that you want to fill your plants. Cause the object of the game is you're trying to get traits on your pea plants validated so you can then dig up those pea plants to score points. And the way you're doing that is by drafting some dice that are going to represent, you know, big trait, big trait, big trait, little trait, you know, homozygous, heterozygous, all that type of thing. And yeah, like that, you know, see, yeah, I know some words. Hmm. And, uh, and you're, so, and you're trying to just complete as many pea plants as you can to score a pile of points. Uh, you're also going to be putting some markers out on the board to give you extra points if you complete certain types of traits. Um... Yeah, you're going to get some tools that are going to help you along the way, some assistants that are going to give you some game-breaking powers, which are pretty cool. So at its heart, it's a worker placement game, but it also has some cool dice rolling and collection as well. So I think this game is, is really good. We played it at three, and it was pretty quick. It didn't outstay its welcome. The artwork is amazing. Pieces are nice. The cards are nice. Everything about this game just looks really good on the table. So what did you think about Genotype? I really, really like this, and not just because I won pretty well. Um, but also because of that, but I, I like that it's, it really is so tight on, um, how you're going to spend your actions. 
And like money is at a premium, but you really need that because you want to be able to, you know, snag extra points to get maybe extra um, like placements to get the really good um, helper cards. Like, um, and, and then I like that, you know, another one of the things that you can do is actually augment the Punnett square um, to make more dice fall into the categories that you want for your pea plants. Like, there is just a lot of stuff happening, and um, I think the replayability is there. It is such a tight game. I really, really enjoyed it. The artwork is pretty. It was very um, relaxing, but also like really intriguing. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and Genius Games has done um, Cytosis. They have a Kickstarter out for Cellulose. Yeah, so they do a lot of those like educational games that are also really fun to play. So. This is no exception to that. It's a super fun game, but you're also kind of learning something. I'm not. It's not like beating you over the head with like education, but you know, there's Punnett squares and there's all that kind of thing in there. So a little bit of education going on. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it was. I, I, I played Cytosis, and I think this was um, an even better gaming experience. Like I think the game itself is just good. Yeah, I agree. I like this better than Cytosis for sure. All right, well, uh, and if you want to check out a video for Moonrakers and Genotype. There's some on our YouTube channel if you want to. If not, that's cool too, but just thought I'd let you know that. So that's all the games we played. Let's go down and talk about our feature for the week. Okay, so our feature for the week caused kind of a bit of a stir. Per usual, Jason and I disagreed on the definition of the game because we want to talk about our favorite tile laying games. Now, when you say tile laying games, I made a game where you are laying tiles as your main action of the game. Not a game that happens to have tiles in it. Not a game that, oh, look, there's a picture of a tile in a box. Clearly, it's a tile laying game. No, Dan, that's not right. These are games. It sounds right to me. (laughs) No. For example, when we were talking, one game I was like, oh, you know what a game uses? Tiles? Obsession, which I love that game and I always want to talk about it. However, in Obsession, what you're mainly doing is trying to use some hand management to, um, and then do some kind of contract fulfillment and some set collection. You happen to be pulling tiles and purchasing tiles and laying them down and using them, but that is not really the main function of the game. And so I have recused it from my list, despite how much I like Obsession, because it's not technically a tile-laying game. Just because you lay tiles doesn't make it a tile-laying game. That's what I'm saying. I think if you lay a tile, hence it is a tile-laying game. No. That is a game in which you can lay a tile, but it's not a tile-laying game for for our intents and purposes. The definition is where... The tiles themselves, laying the tiles, form the main action of the game. They are how you, for the most part, end up scoring. Um, You may be building a board in some aspects, but they are the main, I don't know, source of gameplay. I feel like that's a pretty solid definition. It seems pretty stringent to me. Exactly. So let's see what your pathetic first attempt is. What do you you mean pathetic? It's great. We had this discussion. One of the ones you named was Dinosaur Island. Are you freaking (laughs) kidding me? You are taking tiles. You're grabbing them. You're putting them on your board and you're building. You are taking dinosaur DNA is what you're doing and making dinosaurs and running your dinosaur park. Just because you happen to have tiles that are cages... Doesn't Raptor make it a tile game. No. I can also buy a hat store, 
a t-shirt place to fill up my place. It's a tile laying game. No, it is not. All right. So agree to disagree on that one. Uh, the the first one, the first one that I want to talk about is a tile laying game. All you're doing in this game is you're laying tiles and you're moving a little boat around. But that's beside the point. Ignore that part. Oh, hmm. here we go. And the game is called Amerigo. So this is a Stefan Fell game from Queen. And what you're doing in this is you are building up these islands that you're exploring. And you're trying to get more of your color tiles on these islands to score points. And you're trying to cover up resources. It's got like polyomino tiles. And you're, you have to buy these tiles with actions. You have to place the tiles with actions. The tiles are going to get you a different amount of points when you place them down. So hence tile laying game when more of the actions in the game are have something to do with a tile that's a tile laying game to me so my first one the it's a great pick i don't care what you say and that's amerigo um there there are other things happening in this game for instance how do you get to be able to lay the tiles you buy them and then you place them on the board by taking a, an action how do you buy them by taking an action where do you get the resources to buy the tiles from from laying tiles down. So you don't generate income any other way. You don't need, no, you don't, no, you use, you drop the cubes into the cube tower and then whatever cubes come out, you get to take the action of any of those colors at the amount of the highest number of cubes that come out. So, so it's you're not an action taking, selection game. It is an action selection game, but the, what you're doing with those actions is you're getting tiles, manipulating them on the board and trying to score points to build up your little buildings. Isn't it also it's like all- area control as well? Uh, I guess, but you're still placing tiles. No one said a tile laying game couldn't be area control. This is the weakest of your choices, I must say. I disagree. I disagree. I- it is great. And I'm going to get so much support for this one. It's not even funny. That's fine. You can get all the support you want. I, I think it's a little fishy. Part of the problem is we- I played it one time and I mostly forget all games. So I don't remember the gameplay very well. Um, I saw it's kind of coming back to me now. Um, I don't I just don't think I would say this is a tile lane game. It's just not. I don't know. <sighs> It's hmm. all tiles. Everything about this game is tiles. Everything is not about this game. There's cubes in a cube tower for crying out loud. There's an actual map board, not to that mention you're placing both. tiles on. I, I, it's a little suspect. <sighs> all right, let's let's hear your your great first one. Um, my great first one is all tiles. They may be of various shapes, but my first one is Castles of Mad King Ludwig. This is by Bezier Games. Um, very classic tiling game you've got all these different rooms that belong in ludwig's castle he wants certain things because he's mad mad i tell you and so you are taking turns being um the master architect i think that's what they're called master builder like lego oh yeah master lego builder movie. and um you're putting these different tiles in order to get other people to buy them when it's your turn and then you can buy them on your turn you're trying to build your castle to get as many points as possible all you're doing are laying the tiles i love this game because um this is another one that i don't win very often because i get so caught up in all the tiles and i just like i always have to have my you know dungeon and my underground layer i want the secret layer because it's got the pipe organ i want the venus grotto that you have to go through on the boat to get to the secret layer i would like to have you know like a bottomless pit it's just all very thematic for me um 
but all you're doing is laying tiles. So that's why, that's my first choice, Castles of Mad King Ludwig. All right, you're right. That was a good one. I can't say much about this one. It yeah. does have cards in it, though. Okay. I'm just saying, you got on me for my area control, so I'm going to throw out something that's not just tiles. Yeah, that's right. Speechless. No, I'm just, I'm actually ignoring you right now. <laughs> um, the cards only tell you which tiles to flip. Like, they have no other bearing on the game but to tell you what, what tiles are going to give you points. I'm just messing. I understand. I got it. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, all right. So my next one is a game that came out last year from Blue Orange, and it's called Meeple Land. So this is a game about building an amusement park. And the way you're doing that is you are going to be picking tiles from there. There's like three or four different shapes, and you're going to be putting them on your board to try to meet some criteria that your people want to visit. So, you know, I may build a roller coaster and it can have three blue and then three pink people on it. Then I need to go draft those color people to put on those um, those rides to score points. But at its heart, yes, it's not all tiles. I understand that because you got to draft the meeples and get the meeples in your amusement park, kind of like Dinosaur Island. <laughs> but the, the way that this works is you have to make sure that you have enough room in your on your little player board to put the tiles. They have to follow certain rules. You have to make sure roads are connected. Um, you want to sometimes get tiles next to a bathroom or a, a burger joint so they can hold more people to score points. So, yes, it's not a strictly 100% tile game, but I think what it comes down to to me is I like tile games like this where it's not just placing tiles. I want to do something else. So I think that's kind of why I keep picking these games is, yes, it has tiles, but I'm also doing something else. So my second one, Meeple Land. I don't know if you missed what the title of the episode was. It's I'm laying not tiles. the kind of games that I like to play that just happen to have tiles randomly in there. <laughs> it is favorite tile laying games. I can't say too much about this because this is another one of those games that you've not let me play because you don't like to teach me games or um, let me play them. So this is on the board of eligibility. It probably looks like... Mm. Um, You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know how much tiling this is, but from the way you said it, it sounds pretty sus. So I'm going to say it's no. another bad choice. No, it's all tiles, but you do have to, um, you draft some meeple colors at the very beginning. And then after that, you're getting tiles. So you can make sure you have places to put those meeples. You place all of your workers and then you use some cards and then you fight <laughs> stuff. And then there is a tile that you look yeah. at one time. Sounds so it's good. a tiling yeah. game. Yep. I like it. Yep. I like that definition. <laughs> Okay, so a game that is actually about tiles is my second choice, and that is Sans Souci. This is a really, I was so proud of myself for knowing the publisher of Castles. I don't know who did Sans Souci. It's Ravensburger. Okay, I was thinking it was when a, a company that I picture in the older style box. Um, this is a game about building up a garden. And it's a very simple game, but you are laying tiles um, in these rows, giving your different um, like hedge mazes or statuaries or stairs in your garden as you're trying to trace paths to get you the most points. Um, I, I don't know why I love this game so much, but it's just so simple. It's like a little kind of analytical puzzle. Where am I going to put things? How am I going to get the most points? How do I move my people through the garden as far as I can? Um, how do I hit my secret goal? I just really like this game. Um, and all you're doing is you flip over two tiles, or I forget how many are in the piles, 
um, and you draw one and you put it on your board. That's it. There's a, there's a whole bunch of tiles, like six or eight that you can draft from. Okay. I, I couldn't think. remember how many lay out at the beginning, but yeah. yeah. Simple laying tiles. I really like this game. I think it's really fun. I don't, I feel like it's not popular at all and I don't even know how we found it. Half price books. Like, it's probably on sale somewhere for cheap, <laughs> and the box art's kind of ugly, so we're like, yeah, that looks like a game we'd like. Let's get it. It's really, yeah, it's really good. This is a great game. And it's all about laying tiles. Interesting how that works with, you know, the theme of the episode. It, 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 there is also these guys that you're moving from the bottom up through the tiles, so it's not strictly oh, just placing tiles. Okay, okay, so you have to have the tiles laid to move the guys. The guys don't do anything if there aren't tiles. The Sounds guys only exactly give you like points if they're argument. on tiles. Sounds exactly like my Meeple Land argument. I told you, I don't know anything about Meeple Land because it's on the board, and it's murder. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sans you see is a good game, though. I know it. That's why I picked it. All right, and the last one I have on my list is a solo only game. So I don't think I know you haven't played this because you don't play a lot of solo games. But you didn't ask me to play it either. Well, that's true. But I mean, I can't play it with you. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like solo or like two, but I guess I was wrong. I didn't watch you your could... video on it either. So <laughs> well, that's not surprising. <laughs> that's why uh, I don't know. <laughs> but this game is called A Gentle Rain, and I think everybody and their mom got a copy of this game in the mail, um, and I, I really enjoy it. So what you're doing in this game is you are, it's all tiles, it's nothing but tiles. You're fl- taking a tile, you're flipping it, and you're trying to match one of the symbols on the new tile that you flipped with a tile that's already out there. And if you can ever get four tiles all connected with the you know, flowers that match each other you can put a blossom in between those tiles and you're trying to be the first per well, not the first person but you're trying to get the all the blossoms. yeah the only person you're trying to get all the blossoms out which i think there are eight or nine and then you're going to get one point for all of those and one point for every tile that you have left so it's just a, a solitaire puzzle you're trying to just beat your score every time you play it it's really easy the rule book's like one page you can just play it over and over and over and over and it's a good time so the last one on my list is a gentle rain I actually pre this because I looked at the game and I saw that it only contained tiles, which is basically the definition of the episode. It's tiling. Yeah, I'm, it does have those little blossom pieces too, but they strictly just go in there to mark when you make a, a match accordingly. Yeah, and that's very much like my last tiling game, and that is the 100 Tory. So you are laying, I think, one of two tiles you either have two or three or yeah, three i can't remember, I can't remember if it's two or three in front of you to make um to build out your japanese garden and as you're laying the tiles you're trying to draw the longest path that you can between two um different garden decorations passing through tory gates to get more points um there's like a set collection piece with um, the connections that you're making, and that's all based off of what tiles you are laying. This game is so pretty. It's Vincent Dutre art, I do believe. Yes, that is correct. Look at me. I knew something. Good I job. I forget who makes this. And it's pen- Pencil First Games. Who designed it. Um, Scott Caputo. But I like it. <laughs> I like it. And it just is laying tile. At first, I was like, ooh. And, and in general, I'm always leery of tiling games because if they are any other form, except for castles, um, other than squares, I'm screwed. 
Like, I, I can't. I don't know if we talked about this before in the podcast. Or sometimes even when they are just squares. <laughs> yes. I've played. Uh, we'll get to that in our honorable mentions. Um, there is something about placing tiles. Um, I am gifted in many ways. And that's not through my own horn. I just am. I think we all are. One of the ways I'm not gifted in is spatial manipulation. I can't look at an object especially if it's not like just a regular square and decide, is that going to fit in this space? I can't like really rotate it well in my mind. I don't know like how large it is. I just can't do it. I, and I really have tried. And it's one of those things that they always put on like IQ tests. And I just don't do well on that portion because I, my brain cannot do it. Like New York 1901. I think that's the name of the game. Um, any, yeah, most, yeah. anything that's like going to be a Tetrisy game, patchwork, I will not play those because if I can't actually physically pick up the tile and, and move it around and see if it fits and it's what I want, which you can with castles, which is why I can actually handle that game. Um, I can't do it. I just, I just can't. Um, but that's why I really, the 100 Tory, it's just these square tiles and your matching symbols. That I can totally do. Plus, it's Japanese themed, which y'all know is a soft spot for me. And it's just pretty. So my last favorite tiling game is the 100 Tory. I really, like, honestly, though, I don't really like a ton of games where it's just laying tiles. The 100 Tory is probably an exception because I do really like that game. It's fun. Yeah. But like, I don't, there's got to be a little bit more going on than just putting some tiles down because that's not super fun to me which is kind of why i didn't pick strictly tile placing games when i picked my games even though i know the rule i understand i just don't (laughs) like those as much well but the three that i picked that's the reason why i picked them they're the best ones that are specifically just laying a tile and they're good yeah so we also had some honorable mentions there are lots of tiling games out there this is a really um popular kind of mechanic um calico which i do like that one's mm-hmm. kind of fun. That one, everything's the same shape, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're just different colors and patterns. So I- I'm pretty good with that one. Um, Carcassonne, which we honestly don't own a copy of. Yeah. But it is the classic tiling game. I've played it a few times, the original one a few times. It's okay. I don't love it. It's kind of boring. Yeah. I, I want to kind of try the Safari one because I feel like there's other things happening, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know much about it. And I mentioned um, Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Also, tiling is between two castles, which is that kind of semi-cooperative where you're working with the person next to you to build your castle. That one's even more strictly tiling because the tiles aren't even shaped differently. They're just squares. Just square. Yep. Which is nice. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> that really works for me. And when we mentioned earlier... Um, Sometimes I have trouble with, with tile laying that are squares. Uh, the game Overboss. So it's like an 8-bit um, like art game where you're placing a tile and then placing like a monster, a corresponding monster. And, and the different monsters have different powers. Yeah, the, some of the di- tiles have different powers too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I had such a hard time when I played this game, but I just could not do it. I, I still don't know. It's like, uh, I, I it's just, a good, it's a good, it's a good game though. It is a good. Yeah, game. I, I, I kind of liked it, except I just couldn't figure it out for the life of me. I don't. I mean, I think I'd play it again, but I don't know if I'd play it better. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know my problem. My brain just could not handle it, which that is could be. which is ridiculous. Like. 
You want to talk about like running themes and like Shakespearean comedies? Sure, I'm there. Placing a tile in a monster and overboss, I can't handle it. It's too much, too much. Clearly. So the next one, a uh, few we have is our Minecraft builders and biomes. Um, this basically the tiles are just something you're going to be placing on your board. It's got kind of like an exploration map area where you're moving some little guys around and fighting monsters and stuff too. But there is some placing tiles on your board to kind of make a certain terrain and all that type of thing. Pretty good game. Um, Unearth, which um, I know you've played, but you don't remember uh, what you're doing <laughs> I is you're, don't. you're drawing tiles out of a bag and you're building up this little tableau in front of you with the tiles and you're trying to get certain patterns to get one of these landscapes to go in the middle of the pattern and you're just going to score a bunch of points. So it's strictly all tiles. And then some of the, um, are also going to reward you with cards. I think if I can remember correctly, I, I'm not a hundred percent cause it's been a while. Um, Ecos, the first continent video of that on our channel. This is a, a game where you're built, you're using tiles to build this map out in front of you. And on these maps, you're going to put trees, you're going to put mountains, you're going to put, different types of animals to score points with these cards that are in front of you. So the whole crux of the game is not tiles, but without the tiles, you're not going to score any points. So it makes the list. Uh, Takenoko, which we, we talked about, um, not a hundred percent tiles, but you're building the board as you go. So without putting tiles down on the map, you're not going to be able to do a lot because you're not going to have a, a board to play on. So I think Takenoko fits this criteria. Uh, two player game, Akrotiri. It's same kind of thing. You're grabbing tiles, you're making the map, and you're trying to um, get certain icons in certain locations so you can build a temple, but you're building the map as you go while you're playing, which I think is a standard definition of a, a tile land game, which you said at the top, using tiles to build a map. Yeah, I'll go with Akateri. It's also pick up and deliver. Yeah, that's true. But you it's can't not pick up and deliver tiles. anything if you don't have the tiles there. Correct, yeah. Yeah, same, yep. Yeah. Uh, then we have Sakatsu which is um, all the tiles are the same shape in this one, I believe, but they're different birds and some koi, I believe. And you're trying to get certain colors of birds next to each other to score some points. I haven't played it for a long time, but I used to play it with the youngest daughter and she liked it. She beat me every time somehow. I have no idea. Yeah, I've actually never played this because you always played it with Rory and never with me. So I don't know how to play this game at all. Yeah, it's not hard. It's pretty nice and it looks really nice on the table too. And you mentioned this one earlier, New York 1901. I don't know why it wasn't on the list, but... Because like I hate a, it so much. Well, With a fire of a thousand suns, I hate this game. That There is that. But this is a Tetris game where the tiles are different shaped pieces like Tetrisy, And you're trying to just build more of your buildings out on the board to score a bunch of points. Then you can demolish your buildings and put up bigger skyscrapers and all that stuff. But it's all based around tiles. So it can make the honorable mentions list. And that's what we have. Yeah. Um, New York 1901. That's when I learned that I was an idiot and my brain doesn't work like regular people. <laughs> Cause like that whole game, I was like, I would plan to put these different buildings in different locations and I'd buy the building that I've been like coveting after and it wouldn't fit. It was the worst. I almost broke it down into tears over this game. Like literally, legitimately. I'm a grown A woman and I almost cried over this game because I could not play it right. It was ridiculous. And because of that, I've avoided like patchwork, um, New York Zoo. Wait, yeah. Yeah, that that's the new one. Yeah. Um Indian Summer or something. Is that the other? Yeah, there's Indian Summer, Cottage Garden. Um, there's one more. I can't remember. 
I just run away from all of them because I am too stupid to play them. But I'm sure many of you do like to play them and tile playing games are big. So tell us what is your favorite tiling game? And if you want to argue with me about games that are tiling games that really aren't, you are welcome to try. I'm happy to hear you out. You can go and argue with me on Facebook in our Facebook group, hashtag the riveted, where all the great people hang out, talk about games, we share games. It is a good time there. You can post something on Twitter, on Instagram. Jason will get those. I'm sure he will pass on your rantings to me. And there's always YouTube where um, we're putting up game reviews. Our podcasts go on there as well. Um, I try to do some unboxings. I'm trying to get back into the review game. I'm not making any promises, people, but I am going to have kind of a short little break between my classes in the summer and the end of my spring classes. So maybe, Um, but tell us about your favorite tiling games or just tell us about what you're playing. We love to hear from you guys. Yep. And go check out our friends at the Board Game Rundown. They do a weekly vlog podcast video series thing and they're they're all right. They're not pretty okay because we hold that mantle, but they're not bad. They're not bad. They're not bad. Dan's wrong, but they're not bad. Well, I mean, they like a lot of space games. They like a lot of like fighting games. I uh, so I mean, you could you can take their opinion for a grain of salt, but they certainly are entertaining. I will give you give them that. <laughs> yep, they are. And I don't think they listen to our podcast, so they don't hear me like pandering them and basically verbally patting them on their little heads and <laughs> sending them off to play their silly little games. But you know. That's yeah, it's right. a, lot of, a lot of condescension going on right now. <laughs> well, I think that's all I have. That's all I have left is condescension <laughs> at this point in the night. <laughs> condescension and patronization. That's what we got. Yep, that's what I have. So uh, I've been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming. <laughs>